Before you start the episode, please know that there are very sensitive topics that we're discussing. We're reading excerpts from, from Canterbury Tales and from Romeo and Juliet. We discuss the Odyssey and um, Crucible. There may be, there's a lot of sensitive content, sexual content, um, violence. Uh, we reference alcoholism. I reference quite a few themes and TikTok songs that are very disturbing. So if this is not your cup of whiskey, just move on. And if you do want to listen, please know that this is our opinion. We don't necessarily think that if you have the opposite opinion or if you are forbaning, it's f- fine. You do you. do you, And we respect that. So we're not trying to upset anybody with this, but it is a topic and it is, it was my tirade. Hello, hello. Welcome to the first ever episode of Twisted Tirade. Tirade. Yeah, yes. this yeah. <laughs> it's taking the place of our normal twisted snippet. Um, this is a special occasion mm-hmm. because there is a tirade that needs to take place. So buckle up and buckle come down, on the ride. strap yeah. yourself in. All right. It's about book banning, the banning of the books. Okay. And I, I do understand that there is some content in books that are, is not appropriate for certain ages. I'm yes. not saying that, nor are we saying that the, the uh, excerpts from some classic literature that I'm about to share with you that are pretty comparable to the content in which those other books were banned. I'm not saying that these classics need to be banned. I'm just saying that this is everywhere. Yeah. Well, it doesn't make sense to ban more contemporary literature that has maybe sexual overtones for a high school level when you're already reading um, the Canterbury Tales. Well, yeah. And and let me just say one thing. They're not reading. Oh, she's not going to just say. No, no, no. Let me (laughs) preface this with we're not taking books out of kids' hands in the high school. They're not, they don't have so many books from the media center that they're falling out of their hands and they can't get them into their damn book bags. They're not reading. I just did lessons in four different ELA classes last week. And I'm like, how many of you are reading books? Two, probably out of every 30, 35 kids is raising. I said a physical book in your hand. How many of you actually go to the media center? Maybe two out of 35 kids. So first of all, Mm -hmm. those of you banning the books, you're going to get the opposite effect. Because if I was that kid, I'd be like, oh, hot damn. Let me go find that book right now. Let me just say that if the people banning books were well-read or literary teachers or professors, we wouldn't have this issue because they know the other things that we're teaching that have the same type of concepts and schemes and scenes. Okay. We're talking Shakespeare. We're talking Chaucer. We're talking all of the classics. Everything that like is considered classic literature that Mm -hmm. kids read in high school already are just as bad or in some ways, sometimes worse. Sometimes. Well, and if we say worse, okay, I'm going by the context from the people who picked out excerpts from books without having context. We're going to start with Canterbury Tales because I think we've talked about Canterbury Tales a little bit. But but just to be clear, they're not banning this. This is what is not being touched. Okay. So, and I'm not saying they should ban it because, okay, I'm not, I don't think books should be banned anyway. Do you want to talk about the books that 
are being banned. Yeah. First, yeah. basically saying first it was critical race theory. Now it's books. I'm not going to get into critical race theory because that's a whole mm-hmm. other. That's yeah. That's not what day. we're talking about. They pulled eight titles, eight titles. Week. Now, some they took out of the elementary school. But they're letting, you know, or the middle, but they're letting them in the high school. So <laughs> the bluest eye by Toni Morrison was taken out because of its sexually explicit material, graphic descriptions and language. So let me tell you this book. Okay. Wait, so it was taken out of all schools or just elementary schools? High schools. This okay. book would not be in an elementary school. I could totally okay. understand why it would be taken yeah. out. Okay. Um, it's not a read aloud or anything. <laughs> so the premise of the bluest eye um, in, in, from Toni Morrison, there's a little girl, Picola, Picola Breedlove, an 11-year-old black girl in America whose love for its blonde, blue-eyed children can devastate all others. She prays that her eyes turn blue so that she will be beautiful, so that people will look at her, so that her world will be different. It's a story of the nightmare at heart of her yearning and the tragedy of its fulfillment. So there are very strong scenes in here. There is strong sexual content and there's alcoholism and there's abuse. And if we preface that and we look at what the story is about, those are how the decisions should be made, whether or not this is an appropriate book to have in the classroom. You can even take excerpts out of it and, and not worry about having the kids read these other pieces of it that are that are difficult to read and teach. So, you know, we're banning these books, but we're not taking anything from them. We're not taking any of what they were written for and in honoring these authors. Another one is Juliet Takes a Breath about a Puerto Rican American lesbian college student from the Bronx who comes out to her family and moves to Oregon um, at, and lives with a fem- feminist author. Okay. okay. And there's another one called The Magic Misfits at a certain elementary school. It's objectionable. It talks about gay fathers. And it's about a book which features a girl adopted by two dads. And it was written by actor Neil Patrick Harris, who is yeah. a gay father. And he was in How I Met Your Mother. That's been taken out. Uh, um, so all these books are rated for ages 14 to 15. There's some students coming against this because it's just freaking ridiculous. And what they're saying, one of the issues, too, is that the students are seeing this as more of against anything that's not your what people consider a normal family. Like white bread. Yeah, like a man like and a woman and a man and a woman and two children and one dog. Exactly. Um, so then I realized as a literature teacher, like, what the hell? Because none of these people either remember what they learned in high school or they've just overlooked it because it's a classic. You can't just tell me Shakespeare's okay when most of the sexual innuendo in there is so profound and strong. And when you read it and that you're teaching it, I've had to kind of Think about how I'm teaching some of the stuff in Shakespeare, just because I don't really want to open that door, but they do need to know the, 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 you know, the story yeah, or something like it. So tell um, me more. Okay. I mean, like, yeah, let's jump into the stuff that is still in high schools okay. that the people who are banning books must not realize is still in there if they feel like they need to go around banning. Yeah other books. So there's an article. um, The Canterbury Tales was way dirtier than 50 shades of gray. Now, (laughs) so true. (laughs) And we've talked about this. So I'm not going to read Jen and I are not going to even try to read the quote. Oh, yeah, because it's like it's in middle English. Like I don't even um, I couldn't even begin to read it. But we have summaries of what it says. Okay, so Canterbury Tales, just 
quickly is a series of tales um, that are told by a group of people in a bar waiting to travel. And so they're telling the tales on the trip to entertain one another. Yes. Okay. So the Miller's tale is very well known um, from the literary world of teachers and maybe professors um, or somebody who was just really scarred from (laughs) high school. So the Miller's tale, basically a young wife is fooling around with a man named Nicholas while her husband is away. We talked about this one. Yep. I think we have. The naughty bit is that they call it Q-U-E-Y-N-T-E, Quint. Quint. Or pronounced other ways. Sound it out. It's a word for vagina. He caught her secretly by the quinty or the vagina. And then the haunch bones, which means her thighs. So in this, mm-hmm. in this little excerpt, he is grabbing her by the vagina and her thighs. Yeah. Okay. So then, and still in the Miller's tale, right? This is still the same story. Mm-hmm. Um, some backstory before we get to the good part. Absalon is the unwanted suitor of Allison. So Allison is the Miller's wife and she is having an affair with Nicholas in the one we just talked about. But Absalon wants Allison to give him a kiss. So instead, she sticks her butt out the window Mm -hmm. and Absalon accidentally makes out with it. And the fact that he only realizes his mistake when he feels her pubic hair makes this even better. I mean, that's not at all effing awkward to talk to talk about with high school kids. No. no. And then this is where the phrase kissing ass comes from. Just for a little fun fact. For those of you banning books, you probably didn't know that. And I'm not going to kiss your ass. That's what I'm going to say to those banners. Mm-hmm. Oh, and make sure Kim is going to be um, continuing <laughs> her tirade on TikTok. So make sure you're checking out her TikTok videos as well. There should be a few out when this episode airs, and then she will be um, adding some more. Yes, indeed. All right. The, wife's, uh, the wife of Bath. The wife of Bath goes through an insanely long prologue before she gets to her tale, which happens in all these, basically talking about her husband's and her sexual adventures. In this, she talks about how she'll only put up with the guy's advances if he gives her money. And then she only pretends to enjoy the sex. When she said, and here's the real kicker. And yet in Bacon, how do I never doubt? Bacon, my handy Chaucer footnotes, tells me is, of course, old meat preserved by salting. She's calling his dick old meat and saying she doesn't like it. That's pretty brutal. Mm -hmm. Okay, so she's quite the cougar because here she talks about having an eye for a much younger man because apparently she always likes them young, like Mm -hmm. reference the old meat that Kim just talked about. (laughs) Luckily, she doesn't think the 20 year age difference will matter because she has the best quanyam. I don't know Mm -hmm. how. Yeah. Another new word for vagina. Um. She has the best one around. So, you know, you got to admire her confidence and you don't have to worry about teaching that to high school kids, apparently. Mm-mm. Book banners. Uh, the Merchant's Tale. So in this tale, an old man named January, who's kind of a jerk, marries a much younger woman named May, which is interesting. That's kind of a fun um, who promptly yeah. begins having an affair with a young man named Damien. I think that's OK. January yeah. becomes blind and doesn't realize this is going on. In this scene, Damien is waiting for May in a tree. May tells January she wants to get some fruit from the tree and climbs on the on his back to get a boost to the waiting Damien, who grabs her and immediately starts having sex with her like she's barely off her husband's back and they're going at it in a tree. 
in a tree, in a tree. So the shipman's tale. So a merchant's wife can't pay her debts and she doesn't want her husband to know. So she turns to the world's oldest profession for help. She offers to sleep with a friend of her husband who uh, happens to be a monk in exchange for the cash she needs. And the monk is only too happy to help her out, keeping her in his arms um, and it says bolt upright, and that means on her back all night long. Yeah, the I'm bluest eyes looking a little even... good right now, isn't it? Huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. The Reeves tale. A young student vows to get revenge on a miller who stole from him by tricking his wife into sleeping with him. Basically, how do you trick somebody into sleep? Okay, anyway, basically, <laughs> he tricks the miller's wife into thinking she's getting into bed with her husband, but really she gets in bed with him. It's a gross and inappropriate and frankly rapey trick, but Chaucer isn't concerned with that. And the Miller's wife enjoys herself noting she hadn't had such good sex, such a good night of sex in years. Apparently the students pricketh pretty good. Oh my God. I don't even know what to say. Okay. So Canterbury, that's still in our schools. That's still being taught today. I mean, it's been taught for years. So I'm not saying that we should remove it. I'm just saying, like, if you're not removing Chaucer, why can't students read stories where characters have same-sex parents? Well, it's only okay if you are promiscuous heterosexually. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. Just All right, so let's just let, wanted to make sure. No, that's exactly what they're saying, Jen. Um, and none of these people have probably had sex in 20 years. So anything sexual, they're going to be like, oh, my God. Um, so Romeo nor are they going back to read anything no that is already in okay and I, I I hate the fact that as by us doing this that this may even be on somebody's list ban I will I will apologize profusely but this is not the reason so I'm going to go to Romeo and Juliet okay because I, I've taught it I don't know how many years and I've always had a little inkling I always have to be very <sighs> careful when I teach this because it deals with suicide. Mm-hmm. It deals with sex. Um, and at the beginning, let's remember, I don't know, this is something I'd forgotten before I taught that um, Romeo was in love with Rosalind before Juliet. And because oh. she wouldn't have sex with him, he decided to not be with her anymore. So Romeo is talking about the woman he loved is beautiful. A right fair mark, fair cause as soon as hit. A beautiful target is the one that gets hit the fastest. She refuses to be hit. This is about being having sex. So Rosalind refuses to be hit by Cupid's arrow. She's clever. She's shielded by the armor of chastity. She can't be touched by the weak and childish arrows of love. She won't listen to words of love or let you look at her with loving eyes or open her lap to receive gifts, gifts of gold or open lap to saint seducing gold. That's the, the version from, you know, Shakespeare. So here's what gets me. She's rich in beauty, but she's also poor because when she dies, her beauty will be destroyed with her. Meaning you're not, you know, you're wasting your beauty because you're not having sex. Uh, so she hath in that sparing make huge waste. Yes, she has. And by keeping celibate, she wastes her beauty. And if you starve yourself of sex, you can't ever have children. And so your beauty is lost to future generations. She's too beautiful and too wise to deserve heaven's blessing by making me despair. She has sworn off love. Maybe she's just sworn off Romeo because he's an asshole. But yeah, making well, yeah. So I take my that. advice. Don't think about her, says Benvolio, his friend. Romeo, teach me 
to forget to think. Oh, teach me how I should forget to think. But you just don't think anyway because you're a jerk. Play begins with rape threats about yes t- the taking of maiden heads. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, the heads of the maids or their maiden hands, take it in what sense thou wilt. Samson and Gregory equate sex with violence and aggression. Here, Samson crudely puns on the term maidenhead, which means virginity. Sorry, he equates sword fighting with men and raping women. Okay. So then here's another um, quote from Romeo and Juliet. Therefore, I will push Montague's men from the wall and thrust his maids to the wall, which, you know, basically he's saying he's equate Samson's equating violence and aggression to sex, saying he will kill their men and then rape their women. So that's fabulous. Mm -hmm. Another one, gallop apace, you fiery footed steeds towards Phobos lodging such a Wagner. Juliet is keen to have sex, fricative show impatience for night to come. She just wants to have sex. There's nothing wrong with a woman wanting sex, but she is not a woman. She is. So she is definitely not like um, Rosalind, right? No, she is the opposite. And that's the polar opposites of chastity versus a woman who is very sexually interested. Um, And they 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 call her out for that. And so there's one more. Nay, women grow by men. And that means that women become pregnant and their bellies become bigger as they have had sex. And they're 13. <laughs> yeah. They're 13 years old. Okay. That's an important thing um, to remember. So, and there's so many different things that if you don't know what they mean, and if you really are not deep into your understanding um things like juliet compares their wedding night sex to snow upon a raven's back and this is significant because the oxford english dictionary notes that to raven means to rape or engage in rough and brutal sex Mm -hmm. the odyssey do you remember reading the odyssey um i do remember reading the odyssey but i am pretty sure i have blocked a lot of it out of my um, mind. I, I'm not going to go into quotes, but I will say that Odysseus um, has a lot of sex with a lot of women, and it's pretty graphic. Circe, to mm-hmm. begin with, um, he cheats on his wife, and uh, there's the Crucible, which has an affair in it, and it has witchcraft, and it has so many different themes and elements. And I'm, I'm just then let's let's talk about this freaking internet. Okay, again, we're not ripping books out of kids' hands. Right. It's not like they're reading and we're saying, no, no, honey. Here, here are book banners. If you have a kid, I want you to go on TikTok and listen to the lyrics in some of these songs. Okay. Right. Yeah. You're giving your children, I mean, and unlimited access to a whole lot of things on thing on TikTok. And well, and I, I, I have discussed this before, and this is why this is just pissing me off so much. My stepdaughter, her mother got held in contempt for the amount of TikTok videos she created at eight and nine and 10 years old unsupervised. When mm-hmm. we saw and heard the lyrics, we can't take that away from her because she right. has lost her childhood. Anal sex, oral sex, sadistic sex. They talk about suicide and beating Ugh. and and drugs okay y'all move away from the books we wish our kids were reading damn books yeah so, you know, are you so scared you, you want to take a book away but you won't take tiktok away you won't right look at their internet look at the damn games they're playing mortal Kombat. look if yeah. you're gonna do it just censor all the shit and let your kids sit outside and swing in a tree because it's not gonna happen 
Exactly. And here's what, here's another thing, Jen, you want to hear what I have to say about this? I do want to hear what you have to say. Trust the damn teachers to monitor what they're teaching inside the literary classroom. Because I will tell you what, I sit in enough ELA meetings where teachers are asking, is that appropriate? Should we teach that? How is that going to come across to parents? This is a dialogue and this is the narrative that is happening all over. It's only where I am because I'm not in every single school, but I will tell you, maybe it's time to trust the teacher. And maybe because when we are reading these books, we reach out to parents and we'll say, and we have said, I think we read a Shirley Jackson book, We Have All Lived in a Castle. And Mm -hmm. it was dealt with an unreliable narrator who had some mental illnesses. And we did reach out to parents whose children may have been suffering from some things. Um, And we, we got permission or you know, we wanted them to know what the book was. So let's trust the teachers a little bit. I don't think a teacher is going to teach porn or something, or they're not going to be teaching 50 shades of gray in the classroom. And if they are, then they should be reprimanded. I, I, I just, there's so many problems. Like you, I've been in meetings where parents are too scared to take the damn phones away. Are they using their phones to read on a Kindle? No, I don't think so. They're not. Maybe they will be, maybe they're going to read all these books now. I would read them if I knew they had been banned and they're probably a lot easier to read than, you know, Chaucer. Yeah. So the, I, I mean, know. if my tirade pissed you off, I I honestly I am not, <laughs> I don't know. Does she care? I don't, it's not that I don't care. I just think that we've got a few people making these decisions without <laughs> trusting the kids and parents. Now there's some legislature out there that if a parent has any question about a book, because granted, they're not reading the whole book. When I worked in a county, the minute I were, walked in that door, they told me not to teach Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I was not allowed to teach Harry Potter. And I'm like, well, you know what I wanted to do? I wanted to teach damn Harry Potter. And the kids had Harry Potter in their hands. I didn't do anything. It wasn't mandated that I took it away. Why? Because it has something magical. The bridge to, Terabith- to Terabithia is, has been banned because of some magical content. <laughs> has Tuck Everlasting been banned? I believe so. Mm. Yeah. But I think it's also like back in the day, Jen, when we were elementary school teachers, very very long ago, we would read a book with kids. If it was a chapter book, we read it with yes. them. We read chapter by chapter. I am telling you right now, your 10th grade kid is not going home reading chapters one and two of any book that they're given. They're not reading. No, they're not so, reading like at all. Fuck's sake. Stop. Stop. Okay. Just trust us. Now, again. Well, they're not going to trust us because they're going to, some teachers are going to be mic'd up, you know, so that Anything yeah. that's talk that they talk about can be reviewed by parents. Yeah. Yeah. Mic'd up and recorded and, and videotaped by children. And then make, they make memes and TikToks out of them. Got nothing. Yeah. And people wonder why so many teachers are considering leaving education. Yeah, they do wonder that. So that is my first tirade on this. I'm not done, but I might be. Oh, done you're not for done? This episode. No, I'm done oh, okay. for this episode, but I'm not done in general. No, there may be more tirades coming, but we promise we will still give you snippets that are funny because, yeah, we all need a little levity in our life. All right. right, Well, well, we hope you stay twisted and have your own little tirades in your head. There you go. Apparently you can't say anything out loud at school. (laughs) Stay twisted. Bye.